Welcome to the Beretta Brothers. We are a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode. Just go to theberettabrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us. And we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we good puppeteers? This came in the mail yesterday. Good timing. Oh my god. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Hey everybody, thanks for being here. Look at all the people are very excited. Look, there's all kinds of Earl quotes happening. From all our friends, Lauren Riccardi is here, American Autistic, Nick Kramer, Jesse Oliver, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, RIP Carly Wilcox. What? Marshall Grover, Scott Joy, Deborah Forth, yes. Um, Well, you know, sorry to start this off on that note, but uh, we just would like to mention we, we have a very special uncle that just passed away and I I just want to mention uh, how much we'll miss him and I think we're going to do a little tribute show for him. Uh, I'd love to do that. There he is on the right. That's Uncle Harry, Dr. Harry Giordano. And that's my brother Paul. Uncle Paul on the left and uh, our uncle just passed yesterday. He was an amazing, amazing guy. I learned so much from him. We had Gene's godfather. There's a beautiful sketch Gene just did last night. Uh, but we miss him greatly. He was crazy. I got his oh, ring. <laughs> I think he got Dang this you. in Germany while he was he in the war. took it off of him? Jeez. Yeah. Hey, he didn't know. No. <laughs> he gave it to me a couple of years ago. Yeah. But it's been around since the 60s, this ring. Yeah. Isn't that cool? He was crazy funny. He's where we get a lot of our sense of humor. Uh, anyway, we'll miss you, but we're going to do a little show for you. Uh, and to our Aunt Kathy and our cousin Thomas, and our hearts are with you. He's with his son, his younger son now, Harry, yes. Harry Jr. And with my grandmother, who's probably making all kinds of foods and things, so he's doing fine. He's with a lot of people. They're having a good time up there. Yeah. Well, all right. But here we are. Sorry, just to start that with that, but we love them. Can't help it. But we have such an amazing show and a month of shows to do. As you know, if, or if you don't know, Dinosaurs is going to be on Disney Plus at the end of the month on the 29th, uh, the whole series. So people are very excited about that. And we thought we did our 30th anniversary reunion uh, last year, a little bit ahead of it. And everybody was so nice to come on and join us. We had, what, Gene, over 40-some people ended up joining us. And if cake. We had, chance, we had cake. If you get a chance to go look at that, uh, there's some great... Uh, stories in there. Um, it was just a lot to, to try and fit in. But yeah. we thought, you know what, let's make maybe take it into smaller pieces. And uh, we thought we'd focus a little more on the characters and the people behind those characters who actually make them come to life from the performers to the designers to the builders to the people who brought their voices to life. And so that's what we're doing. And today, who are we doing, Gene? Who are we doing? Who's our, uh, who are the people today? Well, should we announce them ahead of time or just bring them on as we go and surprise people? I don't know. Should we bring in? I think we should say who we're going to start with. Okay. 
why don't we just bring him on? No, I mean we're going to start with Earl Sinclair. Oh, oh the character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, today we have Earl Sinclair, <laughs> and we have Fran Sinclair, and we have Ethel Phillips. So we're going to bring those folks on. So let's do it. Let's bring on the folks, some of the folks behind Earl Sinclair. Are you going to do it, or I'm going to do it? I'll do it. All right, Brian. Brian. Lisa. Lisa. Stewart. Stewart sleeping. Stuart, 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 Stuart. Oh my God, what an introduction. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Stuart, we're on. We're going to go on your IMDb now. Hang on. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Well, hey. Thanks for coming. Thanks it's for coming. Good to in. see everyone. Let me just quickly, I'm just going to kind of mention just the, the reason why you folks are here. Uh, Brian. Uh, aside from being the executive producer on the show and actually getting the thing made uh, at the very young age of 20, were you 28 or 29? Wow. 27. 27. Aside from running a company after the amazing uh, Jim Henson, his dad passed on and Brian took on all that responsibility. Aside from doing all of that, I thought, when we first started, that he was maybe going to be the puppeteer for Earl. Um, so Brian is here because I thought we'd talk about that a little bit, the early incarnation of Earl. Uh, we then also have Stuart Pankin, who, of course, is the unbelievable voice of Earl uh, and uh, just an amazing guy. We're so, look at him. And a great puppeteer. <laughs> we have Nikki Lyons. And Nikki, uh, among many other things, uh, built Earl. She is the one who made sure that I survived uh, being inside of him. And oh, You're the first saddle ever. I've, and then I've, since then, the first saddle ever. It's a yeah. bit heavy because yeah. you, know you can get lots lot thicker. You don't have to have glue so many small bits together. Well, we're gonna let's we're gonna talk about that in a minute. I want to mention. <laughs> Uh, but but basically, uh, Nikki uh, created the the suit of Earl and how that all I don't know how she did it, but did that. And then Lisa literally kept me alive. <laughs> Lisa was the person who looked after Earl on set, among many other characters as well, because everybody really supported each other from the creature shop. If you weren't working on one character, you were helping somebody with another. But Lisa really is the one who made sure that I survived and uh, didn't throw up too much or pass out too long and made me, gave me air. Where's that thing, Lisa? Where's the air? I think I need some. Uh, uh, I use that in the voiceover room, too. <laughs> yeah, this, this yeah, did it. That was the fan, and uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. So, uh, but, you know, I just, if I'm going to just start with you, Brian, if I could. Um, so, like I said, I thought initially you might be the one who was going to puppeteer Earl. And because you were one of the few people in the world that had really worked on that system too, right? I mean, from Hoggle to knowing about turtles. I mean, that's... well, the, 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 the order of the, the, the thing that we did on dinosaurs, we couldn't have done years earlier. You can hear me, right? I switched over to yes. 
AirPods. Okay. We hear you good. Yeah. Okay, good. And um, yeah, so it used to be a character like Earl, probably up until three years before we did Dinosaurs, would have taken five to six puppeteers to work his face because there was so many motors. So yeah, and, and when we did uh, Hoggle, it took four of us to do Hoggle's face. Mm. And coming off of Labyrinth, we we thought this is this is really tough. It's tough to perform a character with so many performers. It's hard to everyone to stay in sync. It's hard to get a take where somebody didn't make a mistake. Mm -hmm. So then we started developing a system where one puppeteer could perform multiple motors by performing expressions rather than individual movements on the face. Yeah. And the first system that we developed to do that was for the storyteller's dog on the story. Oh, right, oh. right. Yeah, right. and so with that one, that was a hand puppet where I had the dog's head on my right hand, but on my left hand, I had this very complicated control that was like a helicopter control that could perform the, the expression so that I could do the whole thing rather than me plus three, right. which it would have been for that many months. That was successful, and that's what led us to when Steve Barron suggested doing Ninja Turtles, and we said, oh, well, we've got this new system so that maybe you can take fewer puppeteers to work the face so that you can shoot faster so that it doesn't take so much uh, rehearsal. So then we did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and, and that was obviously a, a, big, a big commercial success. And when I look back at it, I'm, I'm very pleased with parts of it, but parts of it are like, oh, my God, that was, that was, those were the early days, <laughs> trying to get those faces to work. And, yeah. um, but coming off of that, my dad was very Im impressed with uh, the ninja, that whole approach, that whole technology approach. Right. Um, and so when he uh, passed away, now I don't remember it quite this way, but Alex Rockwell, who was my dad's assistant and then yep. was my head of development, um, she remembers it as my dad having been to the Ninja Turtles set and saying, I think that's the way to do Right. Yeah. If and yeah, then, fact, let me just jump in. If people get a chance, go back and look at our anniversary reunion. She tells that story in there, and you guys talk about that a little bit. It's it's. Amazing. I know. Except we talk about it, and we both are like, "Oh, is that what you <laughs> well, it's good. I'm really old, and I remembered something else." Yeah, but that's all right. <laughs> I mean, it's such a long time ago. Yeah. But um, you know, so my dad had had liked the idea of doing dinosaurs, a show about these really irresponsible dinosaurs, and they were going to live so irresponsibly that it eventually would cause their extinction, and that that would be the hub of the comedy for the whole series. And then he didn't get much further than that, actually, when he passed away. So we did the substantial bulk of the of the development of the show and, and getting together with... Um, Bob Young and 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 Michael Jacobs, Michael Jacobs and and all of that was was after my my dad passed. But yeah, that so so really we were doing the the dinosaurs and Earl was first off the pipeline, which I've learned more recently not to work that way. You don't take you don't try to get your main character out of the creature <laughs> shop first because <Yeah. laughs> yeah. that's always hard. That? But um, which meant he, he had a lot Why of rebuilding. Why is that? Why would you say not bring him out first? Well, because, well, if you if you take a less main character and uh, uh, with a whole new approach for building and developing and, and shooting and performing characters that we were doing here with dinosaurs, if we had started with an unimportant character, a less a less important character, 
um, we wouldn't have had to completely rebuild him. Whereas with Earl, we had to keep rebuilding him because he was he was the the okay. main character. And, and I'm the mostly, design, the design I'm mostly on in. the head. I'm mostly mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Nikki had to rebuild the body so much. I just remember Nikki, you spent a lot of time in, and the body of Earl is absolutely gorgeous. But trying to yeah. figure out how that head was going to work took took a uh, a lot of effort. And then you're remembering it as I wouldn't uh, cast who was going to perform Earl's face, uh, the puppetry of it, mm. because I just wasn't sure who was going to be confident enough on the system. And well, in the but, end... But also, wasn't it, because I thought also you were looking for the character. Right. In addition to being able to be great at that, because you were at a certain level of that, right? It had to be somebody who could do the the character. And then when we were playing, we immediately kind of found the chemistry. And then you had to go off and do other things, you know. Were you I kind of I remember you were thinking, and you know what? And you're right. I think I think people were hoping maybe I could perform Earl and it would have been yeah. lovely, but I, but I really couldn't. I had to go run the company at the same right. time. Right. Um, but yeah, because you and I have known each other since we were 17, we were, we were, and the, and the pairing of a puppeteer to the, to the actor inside a character is really important that they can just sort of lock in with each other, which, which yeah, you and I, Bill, we're yeah. pretty good at just sort of locking in. And, I and think that was that. our first, like really, that was really our first time working together, but we we kind of immediately yeah. clicked, you know, and, and it was unique. And I thought, oh no, I don't know Dave Goals, you know, I don't know what that's gonna be like. And uh so but it's so interesting. when you look at when you look at there's some footage available for people to see, I guess online of rehearsals at the before shooting in a big empty sound stage. Were you two working on Earl together then? Was that yeah, uh, there's there's some yeah. video somewhere, and I don't know. I couldn't find it, but there's a video of of uh, Brian doing Earl on this big soundstage. Yeah, Earl, yeah, yeah. and also process. we in those days we were studios would let you rehearse a lot longer. I think we rehearsed, Mickey. Maybe you'll remember. I feel like we rehearsed like eight weeks <laughs> before uh, we started shooting, um, which is really fantastic because nowadays you can't get more than two weeks of rehearsal out of yeah yeah so let me just uh, let me just jump to nikki because and i i appreciate Stuart. at least i go i appreciate you guys just hanging in with us you know uh, i just love that you're here i hope this is all okay but i want to ask nikki about the build and the challenges of that and what you mean you started to talk about a saddle and what you mean by that what what was the saddle in earl well, because because it started off, uh, it started off. Jamie did a quite a nice little sculpt, right? Jamie um, Cortier. Yeah, and um, yeah, that that thing, that you know, <laughs> one as well, yeah. and and that's the one that I took all the patterns off because when I got in there, he told me that he'd done the head. The head was enormous to start with, that was long, and you knew. The, the performer's head was going to have to be right at the back of it. Mm. Right? So you thought, I it's out here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> then he said it's five to one. And I could, I was really, and I thought, oh, is that five to one? It's going to be seven foot something tall. Yeah. And I thought, and he said, no, it's five to one. So I thought, right, okay. Got in some cheap foam, right? Because I knew I'd use it. Right, anyway. And I just patterned, 
carefully took measurements of that that scope or modeling if you like okay and blew it up into five to one and i tell you i mean you think you just hard to get in here yeah. <laughs> no, no, no it wasn't that big but it was huge and oh that's the skull yeah well that's the head but actually, yeah. but Bill, when you hold up the, when you hold up that original sculpt, that body shape is so close to what Nikki, what you oh, ultimately yeah. achieved. It's so close. Well, and and you see this, you see this, you see the this Yeah, I was just going to say, go ahead, Nikki. Sorry, the, the 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 spread between the legs that was the challenge for me, and I'm sure for you. Well. Um, it, we had to sort of, what we did was because when I blew it up and I called Jamie up to have a look at it, he sort of, uh, oh my god, I mean, so we decided to, he was so far ahead with the head that the thing to do was to keep the tail very large and the feet large to balance the head and then shrink in the crotch as best as we could. <laughs> but what also was the thing that I thought it's going to be terrible wearing that. If you've got to get permission to open it up and put a stool in for him to perform it to have to sit down. Mm. And that's what I thought was gonna be a nightmare. AD one, AD two, you know, AD three, AD two, you know, it was directed to find out how long the break was gonna be, yeah. whether we could open it up. And I thought it'd be so much simpler if we just had a, a seat in there. I mean, yeah. sit down anytime. And the and the and the things on the back, the plates were solid. I had to cut them out because at one point um, John Stevenson said we're going to have to you're going to have to hold those out because we're going to have to use the Ninja Turtle boxes out of them, they're huge boxes you know, mm -hmm. box in there and taking up all the space and luckily they got on and redesigned the workings so it wasn't going to be like that so I had to fill all that in but the thing was they then went into a pile so you could, you could actually almost keep in it couldn't you yeah, you guy could sit back in it. Yeah, sit back in it and take a bit of a rest, even if it was a bit on the heavy side. Can I? Yeah, and, for, and for people, and for people to really understand how great that is, what Nikki's talking about, um, with these big, complicated sci-fi characters and costume, these complicated costume characters, per, actors regularly cannot lean, can't sit down, can't do anything, and they sometimes given boards that they can sort of lean against to rest and no. Earl is definitely that way that it's such a big suit Bill can't just sort of sit down so what Nikki did is effectively Bill was wearing a, a stool <laughs> inside the yeah. suit at all times so that yeah. he would just squat down and sit down because he was carrying a chair with him <laughs> can I show the let me bring back the head only because we were you know our time is limited here but just to show you scale here as well Billy's head is right here, gang. Yeah. All you viewers out there, that's how large this suit is. Yeah. And and Nikki, and you know that saddle actually added to the performance because it forced me to keep my legs out, which forced me to walk a certain way, right? So <laughs> it, it no, it, it it's it really it, it that's what really gave Earl his walk, you know, I was because I had to walk that way. Um and then, I mean, and then there's all the other things uh, as far as the distribution of the head and that I wore a backpack that had these struts that yeah. came up and supported and, and helped the head float a bit, you know. That was uh, piano work. 
unbelievable. And I could, and the only way I could see because of Earl uh, and, you know, his weight and his head was I could only see when his mouth was open. Mm-hmm. Like some of the others had little, you know, mesh where they could either see out of the neck or something like that. But my, I got used to rehearsing. I used to try and just rehearse with my eyes closed so that I could figure out where things were because I knew that was going to be the case. Uh, and you'll notice, um, and Stuart, you could probably speak to this, but if you remember when Earl would cross a room, he would always go, ah, and you would add that voice, you would add that sigh in there for us. But that gave me a moment to see the next five or 10 feet ahead of me when I was crossing. <laughs> and Mac would open the mouth and have him go, ah, you know, so that I could see. Um, here's here's a quick and, of course it was, and it was Dave Goals before it was Mac Wilson. Dave Goals yes, was yes. the first puppeteer. Yes. And 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 part of when I was talking about the complexity, when you Bill, you were absolutely right, we we're developing the character. But for Dave Goals, that was the first time he was trying that very complex yeah. uh, what we call the performance control system. Yeah. But he was such a favorite performer of mine. I I, I love Dave Gold's characterizations, and so yeah. I was I was really happy that he wanted to do it. And then then he had to learn how. To well, and that's the thing. I think you knew that he would do a great job with the character, but his challenge was going to be the system, right? Yeah, that was yeah. kind of it. Uh, but yeah, how much did that suit weigh? Do you remember, Nick? Anybody ever weigh it? No, I don't think so. No, I, 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 I mean it was. It must have been the 80s or something, right, Lisa? It, it was about 1,400 pounds. With all the pieces together, I think you were pretty close to 200 in there. Oh, you think so? Oh, wow. my God. The the bottom alone, just to lift what you would sit in, the chair part that Nikki yeah. was talking yeah, that, about, that was and all my body weight, and I was really strong back then. It took all my, you know, everything I had to pick that off. That was without the shoes on. That was oh, right. without the upper body. And the head. I know that the head was without the, head, the oh. arms. That's, that's sounding a little heavier than it really was, Lisa. But it was certainly heavy. What I do remember is got wet too. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the suit the suit always weighed close to about twenty pounds more than it did in yeah. the morning. Because of yeah. your sweat, yeah. <laughs> with all the pieces together, it, it had to be a lot. Yeah. Hey, let me let me just ask. I want to ask Stuart to say we're wrong right. character. Uh, oh, hi, Stuart. Hi, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you mentioned this before, but I love. Can you just talk about where that character, that voice, came from? That where where you pulled from? Well, the the. It was a movie called It's Always Fair Weather. David Burns was in it. He played the bartender. And he sang this great song. Though the time has come for parking and the martial music. Well, so I try to, you know, I try to do that, you know. And and the, but, and but that's kind of where it started. Yeah. And I didn't want to do Gleason. I mean, that's, you know. Right. And but the voice, the, the differences in the voice were when I'm going, friend, don't you love me, friend? You know that. And, Come on, kids, get you know the difference <laughs> in the dynamics uh, just came out of the script. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As an actor, I love like Ed Asner. You know, I hate Spunk. Well, he didn't write that. There's some writer wrote that. Right. Oh, somebody wrote that. I mean, and I was. Yeah. It, it was you know the voices. Or the variations of the dynamics of the voice always came from exactly what was happening. It was either this, or it was this, or it was other, you know, other variations. 
you know, I wanted to ask you, I never got to ask you this, but I, I'm married to. Oh, all right. Well, let me, well, then let me ask you this. Um, darn. Well, now I just don't have a question. No, no. So, so, <laughs> uh, so, so I, it must have been initially, I'm getting, you know, maybe, I don't know. Was it frustrating to come in and voice a character that had, that in a sense is being, I don't know how to, design performed a certain way on stage, right? Because you had either Dave Goals or Mac Wilson right. doing the production track, right? Yeah. And we're playing a scene in a certain way with certain intentions, certain motivate, all the things that you do as an actor. Right. Was it frustrating to have to follow that, but then enhance it in a way that you thought, you know what, I, I would have done it this way. So let me try adding that or pull back here. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was a little frustrating. Uh, it made it easier because Mac, you know, honey, I'm home. You know, it's not. <laughs> Come on, he did a little more. He didn't have a little hype. Well, he had a little bit, but you this English thing, so it was easier, you know, to 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 revoice it. Nothing. Oh, I'm just stealing his stuff. But right. we were relegated to exact to to the movements. The lips. I mean, Ken Roosevelt, who was the the voice guy. We, we had to kind of stick with it. And yeah, there were moments when I said, oh, geez, I wish, yeah. you know, I wish I could do, I wish I could do a little differently. But as the three years, you got into the three years, you got to understand the rhythms of, of Mac and you got to see the movements of the great Bill. And, and you, you know, you, you get into it. I mean, you kind of, you sort of push that, for lack of a better word, this little creative uh, gem in your head and you push that back and you do what's required of you as uh, as the character matching the movements of the voice. Well, I mean, and that's, the, and, and the interesting thing was, was in the beginning, it was a strange thing. I mean, it was a big character and I was told, it's got to be big, it's got to be big, it's got to be big. And I kept saying, well, there were variations in it and, mm -hmm. and there was a problem. It became a problem, yeah. you know, in a certain respect. And then when Eventually, when I when I did the job, you know, for real, I was able to to convince people that you know that sometimes the voice is big, sometimes it's not big. You know, I mean, and and I, yeah. I, thought, I thought that made for a much more interesting character. And that you can do, you know, you can fulfill your movements and Max movements, and you can make a, a, a decent character out of that. Well, and you know, I I I fought for those same uh, um, smaller details for the character with Michael Jacobs early on, because I thought if it's a Gleason thing, nobody, when, even though he yelled, nobody took him seriously. Right. Yeah. So there was so many subtleties to a Gleason on the honeymooners type thing. And I was hoping we'd find that. And then I just wanted to say too, maybe you followed us at times, but I know that Mac and I, talked about, you know what, there's stuff that Stuart is doing that we need to start incorporating into Earl, you know, yeah. and, and we, we took from you, I'm sure, just like you did. And I think that's why we became this one thing, you know, I think he really- I didn't know that. That's yeah. really interesting. Oh, and, for sure, and, for sure. I mean, considering you two are who you two are, that's uh, that makes me feel very good. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> they don't get cocky, man. Oh, all right, all right, sorry, sorry. I got a Ninja Turtle remake on the work, so don't worry. <laughs> but let's, let's ask, let's, I'd like to find out from Lisa a little yeah. bit about, you know, what uh, the recovery was after some of these shots and things, because we do unfortunately have other, other guests coming in. Uh, I know. Oh, I have a feeling. Let's talk. 
<laughs> <laughs> I wish we could all, we, we can't kind of fit everybody. Unfortunately, we can only have so many participants. That's why we're doing this in pieces. Otherwise yeah. we would just keep adding. Um, but, but Lisa, yeah. So how did you, how did, how am I, how am I still here? I don't know. No. <laughs> The, the thing that we definitely had to do is we had to wear a stopwatch and every hour we had to remove the head. I forgot. So that you could breathe, you know, right. on your own. So we, we had you only locked in the head for an hour at a time. The rest of the body you were in for however long they want to do in. Uh, but you got the break. Right. You know, an hour. It might not have been a very long break, but it was enough to drink some drink. Right to get we some replenish some fluids because we right. sweat a lot of fluids out, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, the, and sometimes spew some whole, fluids out. <laughs> when we get the whole body out, well, your whole body out of the suit, then we'd put the suit in front of this big fan mm. and try and dry it out enough when you had a longer break. Right. And then right. at night, of course, they'd have to go in these incredible rooms that were built. Yeah, they were like they giant were like, ovens. They were like yeah. giant ovens. People <laughs> could live in this room. It was that large, you know? Yeah. And it was heated up. And the insides that, that Nikki designed and built were so incredible. I mean, this was one of the reasons I had taken the show, because I was just a, a makeup artist, you know, before this. And joined the um, team to do this, to learn what you guys were doing. I was so impressed with all the work, but yeah. we would throw things in the washing machine at night. Right. You know? And no other thing that I had ever built in the past as a makeup artist, you could do that with. Right. And you guys were just so brilliant. But, but can I just say, I, I mean, you know, everybody works so hard on that. Oh stuff. yeah. But, we were around the clock. But, I, but you guys really, the shop was morning, can't get everything up to the stage. Day. Right, yeah. lug all these big suits up to the stage, all the electronics. Then you'd have to deal with us getting in and out of these things, helping us put on the weight, get in, you know, change, keep us alive. Then at the end of this long day, super long day, you guys had to take all of these now silky, stinky suits and everything else. And make them good for the next day. And get ready for the next day. I mean, it was endless. I don't know how you guys. Well, we also, we also had these. But we also had a night crew through most of it. Yeah, yeah. but still the... We would take it and put it on these six-foot carts that were built by Greg, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. And, and they would hang up and put everything for each different character on the cart, and then we'd have Transpo help us get it onto you know, a, a lift gate yeah. and wheel it to another stage on the lot. And yeah. take it downstairs in that stage to the drying room area. Yeah, so it was two complete we, different. We stages. had a truck lift that would yeah. lift the carts up to the stage level because the, the stages. No, that's not such a big deal. At the end of an eight-hour voiceover session, <laughs> I, more. I don't know how you did it, Stuart. So <laughs> there was a night crew. He had a I night have, crew. I have to say, it was the funnest job. I've ever done in my life. I loved working on. I have to say that too. And I don't come. Me too. Me my too. Favorite all time. I mean, that's why I still have all this stuff. You know. I know, right? Yeah, Nick. Nick. And it was definitely the most ambitious thing we've ever done. Oh yeah. Check your body at the bottom because there's usually a heck of a lot of stuff in the bottom of the costume. 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, crushes, cones. Oh. oh <laughs> Watches, jewelry, everything oh, cool. down there. Oh, cool. Cigarette butts. Because <laughs> that's what you're dragging around as well. Lisa, do you remember? You used to give me a clothespin and I could put my cigarette in the clothespin so that it wasn't close to my rubber fingers <laughs> that I could sit off to the side and have a cigarette on the stage. You did that, yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I just want to say one quick thing. I visited the set a bunch of times. It was it was fantastic. I mean, it's too bad that the people you know who watched it, who loved the show, couldn't get a chance to see that because that set and that and those people, those animatronics, that, that that it was unbelievable. Yeah, un- beautiful and unbelievable. Yeah, fascinating, right? Brian, Brian, fantastic group of people. Before Thank you, Brian, for making that. <laughs> I want to ask, ask a favor. We've got a very dedicated viewer named Cassidy Lewis, who goes by American Autistic. You will not meet a bigger fan of Dr. Phil Van Neuter in Ever. the entire world. Can you oh, just say a, a quick hello to her? Can you just say hi to her? Her name's Cassidy. Hi, Cassidy. <laughs> Here, I'll do the hands, and you, do, and you can do his voice to say hi to her. Hey, ho, ho, you! Hello, Cassidy. <laughs> I can't even. I can't quite remember the voice, and and I could do the voice, but if you remember that voice, actually fries my vocal cords. I know. Do you remember? We would shoot everything that Phil had to do. We would shoot for in one day, and then I couldn't speak for three couldn't days. Speak. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we would we would do all of Phil's stuff in one day, and then I couldn't talk for three days. Right. Well, Thank God, you guys. I, I think, yeah, we're going to move on to our next segment. Thank you so much for doing this. And, and you know what, Gene, I think we've got to do more of this because there's so much stuff to talk about. And just to spend more time with each of you would be great. So I hope we can get you to come back and talk again with us. Yeah, Anytime. next time. I want to know, Thanks, I wanna know what Nikki's got in her house. That's I know. Cool. <laughs> I know. That's a skeleton. Oh, my God. A backside and the shoulders of the elephant. Oh my oh, elephant. Yeah. Wow. A nice sized puppet. He's been around for a bit. He was on one YouTube. He's still oh. there. Called Furky <laughs> Messing About in the Foyer, which is what he was doing. Wow. All I right, guys. I'd make him a new head because I couldn't quite bring, I didn't like the head, so I chopped it up. But the body <laughs> and the legs are quite good. So um um so we, I'm gonna do something with him with a local um, the theatre people down here. All right. Right. Nice. Okay. All right. Love, Love you guys. Theater. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, you guys. Have fun. Send you all. Are you going to do this or am I going to do this? Send them is, off. Is Lisa just, staying? Or? Lisa is staying with us. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Bye, yes. Nikki. Bye, Bye Brian. Nick. Bye, Brian. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. So Lisa's going to stay with us because we're going to move. But, Gene, let's, before we go into the, um, uh, Fran segment. Can we show a couple pictures real quick? Yeah, which ones? Can we show number two? Number two. Oh, okay. All right. This we'll was, just, just I, was, I was there for a great deal of it. Uh, Let's just I was, run through. Let's just yeah. run through a quick. Ta da! There's me that, you. Can you That's show the nine? Size of him. Nine, please. Nine is. Uh, where is nine? Everything. There's so many pictures on my screen. Here we go. This is. Earl was having an affair. Oh yeah, this was scandalous. Yeah, this was scandalous. This was my uh, my future wife. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you show um, number three? Number three, yes. Okay. There's the boys. There's, that's Mac and Steve and Bruce. Bruce was there. They are in front of the HDPS system. Uh, yeah, which, which way back in the Dave Greenaway all the way in the back with his little white jacket on. <laughs> Can you show um, number 10? 10, we, okay. Yeah. This oh, was a, okay. it's an example of uh, when we would uh, line up sh the cameras without the performers in their suits. They came up with a great idea to put these foam heads of the characters on C-stands that would roll in and out and we could place, they would place them on their marks so that the cameras could line up before we got out there with all our stuff on. Remember that, Lisa? Yeah. And um, Gene, can you show number 12? 12, 12, where's 12? Uh, here it is. That would be the time that your suits would be drying out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Changing our leotard, putting some. Yeah. I love this shot because this gives you a sense of where the puppeteers were performing the HDPS, courtesy of John Kennedy sent us some of these photos. Um, but there at the bottom here is the HDPS systems lined up and, and the, uh, the puppeteers will be sitting next to each other. And then in front of them is the set. And so we would either have a hard cable, hard line cable that would go from the unit to the performer so that you had a more secure uh, connection. And then sometimes they would do it, um, the old Wi-Fi, we'll, we'll call it Wi-Fi now, but the old uh, untethered way. And you can see off to the right there um, are some of the folks from the workshop. There's uh, Roger McCoin, amazing, amazing guy. Peter Abramson there is on the left. That's Roger McCoin there. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, Roger, this is who? I don't know who that, I can't okay. tell, but that's Roger, the amazing Roger. Uh, and he was a magician. He went by the name The Amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, and his Ooh. lovely wife uh, is going to be with us next with Fran. But anyway, that's kind of an example of, you know, the setup that was going on and how all this craziness happened. And then, sorry, can you show number seven and then eight? And then we'll move on because we have our next guests waiting. All right. Seven. Mr. Mack. This was a last day hug. We can go on. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, wait, I forgot one, too. One more after the next one, after number eight. Eight. Where is eight? Oh, here it is. La, 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 la. Lisa, you're so cute. <laughs> uh, so here's, this was at, uh, if anyone's ever been out to Shambhala, off in, to the very far oh. right with the necklace is Tippi Hedren. And we had our rap party at Shambhala. Wow. Yeah, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Just uh, for people out there, Shambhala is a place that Tippi Hedren and her husband owned, and they have about 50 or 60 lions walking they, around. Well, it's not just lions. It's res it's a rescue. So they have jaguars, and they used to have elephants, and I think they've just begun with cats now. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a, a feline rescue. Um, and there's Christina next to her and me. And this is Mac again, the, the amazing Mac. And then one last one, Gene. Sorry, just 11. Yep. Because I can't believe it's been uh, <laughs> 30, so years, 30 years <laughs> since that. It's the same, same t shirt. That's awesome. Wait, is it? 
Oh, it's no, nothing. it's not. No, it's a it's new not. one. I thought it was the same one. Oh, no. wow, that's right. Look at that. It's a little, he's got the hand up and he's on a different angle. Oh, how about that? Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Still a good shot. Well, now that's well, okay. All right. Uh, now, why don't we bring in our next guests? Yes, let's bring on friend. Unfortunately, um, we couldn't. Uh, I tried to find Tony Prince. Tony was inside the character Earl. We'll talk about that a little bit. But um, the character Fran. Fran. Sorry, excuse me, Fran. Um, there was <laughs> another performer who was uh, inside of Fran for the first. I'll ask Alan. Uh, how many episodes? But um, let's bring on. Uh, an ice skater before that too. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, that was that was. Um, well, well, yeah. What was yeah. it? Uh, I can't remember his name. Tony Mitchell. Prince. Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell. Mitchell. There was Mitchell, and, and then, then Pons. Pons for briefly, and then Tony. Yeah. Right. And then Tony. Uh, Alan Trumman. Look, Alan Trumman's here, and here's Marion Coin. Hi, Marion. Here's Marion. Marion was the supervisor for the Creature Shop on the show. She mm -hmm. was the one who, I don't know how you did it, Marion, uh, <laughs> made everything get to where it needed to be and fixed and all. Well, we'll get into that, but fixing all the things and making sure that everything was running, that it was functioning. I don't know how you did it. Alan, of course, uh, Alan Puppeteer for Fran and also other Unisaurs. Mm -hmm. Alan's going to join us uh, for our Unisaur show uh, towards the end of the oh. Aren't you? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Are you hearing this? Oh, you said you were. No? Yeah, no, I, okay. I didn't realize that was the Unisaur show. Okay. Okay. I thought you just wanted me back because I tell this No, story. we don't like you. We want you to come back. <laughs> oh, always. To talk about can I Unisaur. Can I just say how jealous I am of all of your rooms? I'm here in Canadian quarantine <laughs> in a beige hotel room. <laughs> you're, you're, having fun. you're having fun on our new project, which is awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I will once I'm out of quarantine. <laughs> but can we can we just talk about that just real quick? Can we talk about um, the 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 I was talking. We were talking with Stuart about and Brian about the connection that you make with a puppeteer and the whether you're you know the being so fortunate that we ended up connecting with each other as far as the puppeteer and the person in the suit and the ultimately the voice how it all comes together. But right. you had a challenge. Initially, um, with with Fran, and, and how many first? How many episodes? Uh, I think um, Mitchell was in the first three or six episodes. Yeah, I think it was like half of them, maybe. Yeah, because we only did thirteen to begin with. I think. Yeah, right. The first season. Yeah, and then uh, and then Pons took over. Right. And um, uh, uh, Tony Prince wasn't there till second season. Right, and Hans um, was doing Roy at the time as well, so he was kind of yeah. double, double duty, right? Yeah, I don't know how he did it. Yeah. Um, but there's a thing, you know, we're just controlling the face, and we're doing the dialogue, and we have, you know, I, we're all puppeteers, so we, and I imagine what I want to see the character do. It's not just, I'm not just doing a voice or making faces. You know, as a puppeteer, I'm always thinking of the body and, and how I want to compose things and, and the emotion I want to get across. And when it's when I'm not when there's a disconnect, when what I'm thinking I want to be doing is not what I'm seeing on the screen because I'm not getting it out of the uh, the it's not coming out of the suit, you mm -hmm. know. 
right. then I <laughs> I find myself doing this thing where I'm just like thrashing the control harder. <laughs> I'm trying to make the body move. Right? I'm trying to make the body move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like fighting with it. And uh, when, um, when Tony took over, yeah. it was like, oh my God, I don't have to fight with this anymore. Know, <laughs> it's, right? It was like uh, uh, just driving a Cadillac. You, you know, know, I didn't like him very much. I just yeah. thought, yeah, <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> oh, he was the sweetest guy in the world. He had such an attitude. He's so cocky. <laughs> and he would just he would just come in like a real princess. He was such a diva. <laughs> he was the opposite <laughs> of all of that. Marvelous. He was. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I love maybe you should tell him yourself. Hey! We found them. I was hanging out on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's safe. We should, we should, uh, <laughs> he didn't put his full name there, but this is Tony's Saving Prince. Tony was the incredible sue performer inside of fran uh and my wife for quite a while my, <laughs> my sweetheart and and so sorry we also have another friend here uh that i just want to bring on real quick she just came in here's julianne oh, oh, sure. oh, hey. so so as i mentioned earlier you know people because of the complexity of these characters the being able to perform these HDPS units, the puppeteers, you know, there's, you can imagine there's a real challenge, not only just you're performing as an actor, but then you're manipulating these controls to, to create the facial manipulations and the lip move. I mean, this was lips and blinks and brows and, you know, it wasn't just a, a mouth moving. Um, I think it was really important that the eye focus was, really like on the money right if if a character's eye focus is off you you feel it you know something's not right maybe you don't know it right away right and, and so the first thing you're concerned about as a puppeteer is the right. eye focus and so and, and the complexity of these eyes you had blinks you had eye movement right you had different variations of you could squint and so for you alan to be able to do all of that at first Mm -hmm. That must have been a real challenge. And then someone like Julianne, who also ended up doing Monica and her own characters. But everybody we talked about earlier kind of helped each other in a way. It was all supportive where you would jump from one character. Somebody would go do eyes on this character or help you do that. Or Julianne would right. do for the baby. I mean, it was always, you know, everybody working together. Right, Julianne? It was kind of like oh, yeah. helping yeah. everybody. Yeah. Except yeah. I, I never worked on Fran, but um, but I'm happy to be here. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you had done the eyes for Fran. No, I was hanging out in the room for Ethel. Oh, 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 oh get out of here! Oh, well, then, yeah, I'm gonna kick you out. Go away. Actually, you can hang out. That's fine. I'm sorry. You're right. You know what? It's just I got confused. But, <laughs> Monica was Fran's best friend. So you gotta uh, have Fran's best friend. Uh, yeah. well, we are, we're gonna have, right? We're going to have Monica on our uh, third show. Yay. We should we should say, mention this actually uh, to the folks out there. Gene, should we do this? Our lineup uh, today's show is Earl, Fran, 
and Ethel. Our next show on the 17th is going to be Robbie, Charlene, and the baby. Our next... What? Sorry, nothing. <laughs> I thought Jim was going to say something. Well, we, well we, we were thinking of adding somebody to that, but we're not sure yet. Yeah, let's. we're not sure. And then uh, at the moment, on the 24th, we're, th we're having Roy, Monica, and hopefully BP Richfield. And then our final show on the 31st will be Spike and the Unisaurs, which are all of those great supporting characters uh, that, uh, you know, the same guy could play a dentist and he could play the mayor uh, and, and a mix of puppeteers and suit performers. So that's going to be really fun. But um, let me just, uh, I know we brought, to oh, you fixed your name or Gene fixed your name. Who did that? Yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, very yeah. nice. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Um, I just want I to jump it. just real quick to Marion because um, we talked briefly about how earlier on the Earl part, um, the challenges of what Lisa went through as a, 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 a save, a saver, a caretaker, <laughs> uh, dresser. Um, what was your day? When did your day start, Marion? And when did it end? What was kind of, could you take us just through a, you know, I know it was never typical, but what was it like to get your day going and end it with this show? Well, we would start quite early in the morning just to get everything prepped and onto you, the truck and when you up say to the set. Sorry, when you say quite early, five? Uh, I probably more like six. Okay. I don't know. Your call time was probably about eight. I don't oh, well, quite it kept remember. Changing. It kept changing. Yeah, it depends on how night. late we went the night before. Yeah, yeah. So we would start in the morning, get everything onto the carts, onto the trucks, and then up to the set. And then we would go, I would go back to the shop and build more for the next day. Um, things would come back from the set at night. And again, it would all have to be put into the dryers and pulled anything that was worn that needed to be repaired would get pulled off. There was a night crew that would then patch the foam and repaint things and then get it all back up and running again for the next day. But yeah, we were constantly building new parts. Right. What, uh, that's, uh, what, was it, what, what does it take to have to repair? Like, what, was, what does that mean? So people have some sense of, because these were rubber, right? These were. Yeah. Some of it was, was regular liquid latex, which could be patched with latex and tissue and then repainted. Like the body skins were a tougher latex. The heads and the hands were all foam latex, which again, you would have to mix a new batch of foam latex, patch it into any of the worn cracked pieces. It would have to be baked off to cure the foam and then repainted. Oh my God. So that would happen daily. Oh my God! All of the heads and the hands. Wow! So and eventually so, you'd have to replace the whole thing. Yeah. So you must have loved it when I would do things like a somersault in Earl. <laughs> always fun. <laughs> I would be cheering you on every time. Uh, that was the scariest moment of this of the whole series for me, watching you do that. Uh, I was so afraid you were going to break your neck. Or well, but and and you know, I didn't think about it, but the servos in there, I could have completely destroyed them and yeah. ripped things. I mean, we ripped things all the time, right, Tony? We our tails. Well, remember what? Remember what you we just did? Tail tights. 
<laughs> Remember what we used to do? Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Uh, we would always get some, okay, I'm going to say sucker. <laughs> they would be standing <laughs> and talking to you, or like, or like Derek, our AD, and I would just, I'd just be in my bodysuit, maybe not the top yeah. on, yeah, yeah, just top the bodysuit. Flip around and just knock him to his feet. <laughs> and it hurt. It hurt. It, 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 it gave a nice sting. We, we used to have pile, shorts. We used to have pile-ups too without the heads on. Uh -huh. We would do like a pile-up. Yeah. All these yeah, tails sticking up in the air. Leaf was an instigator. Leaf instigated that. Yeah, a Leaf lot. was a big instigator. Tony, yeah. the, the, my, yeah. my freshest memory of Tony, because the suits and the heads and everything, especially for you, the long neck and head were so heavy, oh, yeah. uh -huh. I would look over between takes yeah. and you would be like this with the nose of Fran leaning on a table, just taking a rest. Yeah, yeah. your neck, yeah, I don't know did it. And Fran, up. especially yeah. having the, the skin literally right in his mouth. mouth. So was yeah, if that's like torture to me yeah <laughs> well i give a little secret away on yeah. fran because sometimes you can catch it when you watch the episodes and now with uh hdtv and everything you can really see things yeah so when you had the regular what were they analog tvs or whatever right. TVs, you know yeah. and now you can see people's pimples and everything but if you look <laughs> really close where you know women don't have adam's apple and Fran had an Adam's apple, and it's not my Adam's apple. It's actually where I'm looking. Right. You can actually oh. see the little black screen in my yeah. face. Oh, wow. And if you really look close enough, it's brushed with a nice screen and a nice pattern. But with the HDTV, it kind of sometimes you can pop it and see it. You can kind of see, and that's where my like my eyeballs are, and that's all I can see through. That's all I will be freeze framing it on Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> see, we see Tony's eyes. Since yeah. you wait, since just real quick, since you mentioned this, let me. I went and found a picture of the big pile up. Oh, oh look, Kevin Clash. Tony's on top. Look at Tony on top. How bad is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, but that's the kind of thing that kept us sane. Right. You know, it was yeah. such it was such a hard job to do that that kind of shenanigans is just what kept everybody going. Right. Yeah. right. One of my hard, right. one of my hardest parts is when we would break for lunch, uh, and Lisa would get this all the time. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to find me, but I'd already be in the dressing room <laughs> looking all over the set. But it's putting on the cold suit. Oh, yeah. Dry in a cold, wet suit. If it hasn't dried yet, cold, uh, wet suit. And then you guys uh, had it worse than me because I, I didn't necessarily have the wet against my body. It was more my arms uh, because he oh, was yeah. so heavy. But I don't know how, you, and again, and also breathing. Like, I don't know, Tony, how you and Leaf and Misha, I mean, that thing was here, right? Yeah. yeah. The chin strap was probably, that's what was giving her the Adam's apple. So they had to but be the careful skin, that. wasn't the skin yeah. right there? Yeah, it was right there. Yeah. But the bungee cords, uh, well, remember the head was recreated. Yeah. It was, right. It was about 20 pounds lighter from the original. Oh, yeah. Gee, and, then, and then it was changed again. Sorry. I think it was changed, it was changed again on the third year or fourth year. No. That's 20 yeah. pounds here's, lighter. Here's, <laughs> Imagine here's, how heavy. Yeah. Well, thanks so if, you to, see, uh, 
if you see a picture of her in the first 13 episodes, she's a big moose. Yeah, let's. Yeah, girl. we have that. And then which and then picture? Number five. four, Gene. Sorry, Tony. Sorry. That's all right. Mm-hmm. But the bungee cords were just killers on the back of my neck. I used awesome. to have to get that massaged all the time. Remember, Lisa? I'm like, yeah, I. I definitely was. <laughs> I was definitely a masseuse as well on the show. I gave you a hard time too. I but. remember we had a physical therapist for a while, but people uh, would still come to me. They'd be like, yeah. "Fix it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom would be like, "Fix it, fix it." You had good hands. Yeah, so here's here's the first Fran, right? And then Gene, can you show number five? Oh no, number six. Oops. All right. I'm such a bad technician. Um, <laughs> number six, okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Julianne, I apologize for being on early. I, I, I'm, just, I'm thinking. There's Tony. There's the refine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's actually in my background behind me. So if people like Tony was describing, you can see Franz Adam's apple. That's Tony's chin, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right? Well, right where yeah. the shadow is. So all of that weight was up here, which is so much harder to to bear i think uh i i had the weight in front of me but i had those supports that took some of that weight not that it wasn't still heavy but at least i didn't have that going on that was plus all the things you had to pick up with your hands oh yeah that's right practicing picking up things yeah but um so i just want to jump back to alan for a second so i want to talk about how you guys um how you i experienced it with mac and and dave and and brian but how how you and tony uh connected when did you realize you had that give and take that chemistry that we fortunately all eventually experienced i think in some way but you guys really hit it off i thought i i felt it right away Mm. as soon as tony came out what with Tony? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it was um, it, it was just easy to to do Fran. I couldn't actually ever see the Fran that was in my head up until then. Then uh, all of a sudden, Tony comes along, and it's it's n- still not what I saw in my head. It's just so much better. <laughs> well, <laughs> something Alan- I never dreamed it could be. Alan gave me good pointers. I mean, everybody everybody played a role. I don't whether it was a dresser, whether it was a designer, whether it was like Marion that did all what she did and everything, uh, the puppeteers. But Alan gave me people gave me tips uh, along the way because of what they did. They didn't have to tell me. I would watch. I was observant. But what Alan gave me always was uh, uh, well, there were about three things. One that Alan gave me was eye lines. You know, it was always the eye line, eye line. And blink when you turn, blink when you turn. What I learned on my own, I think, was the head turns, then the shoulders turn. Mm. The head turns, then the shoulders turn. And that gave her life. And then it was the small things you do, squeezing the muffin while everybody else is talking. You squeeze (laughs) in the muffin, that muffin, you know, pushing on a cushion, make it look real, even if it's hard to rock. You know, and it's all that business. Yeah. And I think what happens is if you gave uh, me too much instruction, it would get caught up in my head. So Alan knew to give me just the right amount. Mm. And if I had an idea, he knew what I was talking about. Or remember when we attacked the Brazilian reporter? 
when, when Fran was being all sexy and that Brazilian oh, yeah. reporter came on and, you, and I said, oh, let me put it all sexy on him. And I was like, Brrr, and you're like, <laughs> and just, anything I did, you did it. You know, yeah. just like what yeah. we did Thursday night for Earl. It's like, oh, Earl. Thursday night. <laughs> it's definitely a two-way street, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the thing is, after a while, uh, we're not. I'm not necessarily following Tony. Tony's not necessarily following me. We're both performing Fran. Yeah. We're, we yeah. both have Fran in our heads, and that's yeah. what we're doing. And it's just a matter of us getting to know Fran together. Well, and, I, and, and then. I yeah, and I think it's a lot about listening, you know, that, oh, yeah. that you're listening to each other in like split seconds, yeah, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. that, that, that you're, you're timing, you become so familiar with the character as its own that you're kind of anticipating, but you're not ahead of each other. You're, and it's, it's, an, it's a really weird thing because I think I used to be, we would surprise ourselves. Mac and I would go, wait a minute. Did that just happen? You know, like, yeah. 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 You know what, Bill? You know what, Bill? It's like good jazz. It is. Yeah. It is. And, well, and I think well, sometimes well. we would give, like, in a, in a split second, like, at least in our situation, I don't know if this happened with you guys, in a split second, like, I would say, grab the, grab the thing, you know, or, or, you know what I mean? Like, we would sometimes have a, in a moment, you could have a quick idea, and it was just, it felt right. You just went for it, and then the puppeteer would do it, and it was just amazing. Yeah. This was amazing. And that's, that's one of the great benefits of producing a show like this in that way, rather than working to an audio soundtrack, for right. example, that's been right. pre-recorded, because then you're just locked into that. Right. Yeah. Everything we did, we could listen to each other as actors on set, not just intra character, but as actors do, you're just watching the scene. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what Which I you have to be careful about. Yeah. What I give credit to it later on, uh, when you do other shows too, when you go back and you reflect, you realize that actually you were in love with your character. Mm. You had a like a, a very loving, you look back and go, wow, I really loved who she was. Yeah. You know, all the other characters you might play, there's some that you can't really get into maybe or something was a short stint. But when you're with that kind of character for so long, Mm -hmm. And you're with your same puppeteer, so you mesh, you mold, yeah. and then you have Lisa and you have Marion watching over you, and yeah. you don't have to worry about oh, I parked in somebody's parking space. Transportation takes care of that. <laughs> Lisa's bringing <laughs> electrolytes and get me some more carrot sticks, and <laughs> you know, and you she's know there for you. That's a great point, nice. Tony. You know, it, it's it wasn't. I think this goes for everybody. That's why I think this show was so unique. It's going to sound really corny and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. but the truth is is that it wasn't about us it was right. about those characters no matter who yeah. you were we were all working to make sure the characters were great yeah. and the relationships yeah. between them were great and that took all of us i think yeah. to do that mm -hmm. right no matter oh, yeah. who was doing what yeah. right you know what you know it's never been asked before yeah. have, mm -hmm. have you guys did when the show ended did you feel like you were missing a friend because oh you spent God. so much time and like, yeah. well, i mean i don't mean the other crew i mean your character well yeah. when oh. you're bringing that up now it's kind of early <laughs> in our minutes <laughs> but i remember when we heard about the last shows oh. and you know it's it's when you're doing the show you're kind of complacent a little bit and you kind of walk around and on the very couple last shows, I 
I didn't tell anyone, but I walked around touching everything. Mm. And I was grateful and thankful. I kept touching the foam. I kept touching mm. the walls. I kept touching the refrigerator. I kept mm. touching it because I knew it wasn't going to exist and it would never be the same again because we'd all go our different ways. I kept yeah. touching Alan. And it was trying to feel that appreciation. <laughs> Did I appreciate it? What did you say? I kept touching <laughs> Alan. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I missed. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, boy, there's so many things we can talk about. We're a big family, for sure. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we were, we were all uh, of an age that were, we were pretty young and, and uh, at a stage in our careers yeah. where this was a big deal. This yeah. Time. Yep. It was a huge step for all the performers who yeah. hadn't been with the company for a long time. Right. And um, uh, so, uh, you know, when yeah, that a lot was of firsts, a lot of firsts, oh, yeah. people, right? Like a lot of big, like big deal firsts kind of. Thing. It was my it was first, you know, network television series. It was yeah. my first HDPS, you know, animatronic show. I was yeah. learning a new skill at the beginning and it was, you know, yeah. kind of, Here's mind-boggling. Before we move um, from here, this related question from one of our viewers, Deb. Oh, what? Oh, Jesse, hi. I'm going to oh, come Jesse. back to you. But I meant uh, Deborah is asking, does anyone see their character show up in their everyday life, a mannerism or a quote? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I'm probably like him. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think I, I – not Fran, no. She's um, different well, than me. Well, physically, physically, I do silly things. Well, that, uh, that, that was the big thing I was going to say. Fran, Fran, yeah, Fran, so, Fran uh, just came alive, just, just in your, your body language, Tony, that just how fluid she was and just so perfectly feminine but tough and yeah, smart. Well, you know, like comfortable. Oh, oh that, that's the point. That's the point. As an actor... And I think Alan will agree, and Julian, um, well, with you too, Bill, uh, a drunk doesn't play drunk, right? If he drinks, right. he doesn't want anybody to know he's drinking, but you yeah. know he's drunk. Yeah. Well, a woman plays a woman as herself, so why would a woman play a woman? Right. And that was something I had to learn is I'm a guy in a right. woman's body, friend, yeah. kind of sort of. Yeah. So I'm not going to start acting all woman-y. Right. So if I just act as my flamboyant self, everyone, <laughs> Peggy, Peggy came to me and asked me, hey, you want to do this TV show? It's called Dinosaurs. I don't know if it's Sega Sag. You have a flamboyancy about yourself. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. Stop it. But yeah, that's kind of always been a, a word. But no, she meant a fluid, like yeah. you said. It was yeah, yeah. Word. The other secret too, I don't know, maybe if you any of you remember, remember the tar pits? Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was you, Alan, or if it was Mac that was my puppeteer that day. But I played grandpa. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my, well, aunt, my, arm, my, my arms are tied together. <laughs> oh, little right. T -rex. I was like this. And I was yeah. like, ah, yeah, no. right. was it I, you, Alan, or was it Mac? I don't remember that at all. Must have been yeah. back. If you watch that episode with the tarpets, remember they're all stuck in the tarpets with their mouths. Yeah. It was yeah. Earl and Roy. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a crazy one. Yeah. But, oh, my uh, gosh. 
I think right. we have to. I think we have to move on, guys. I'm, I apologize. Uh, yeah, you're going to stay uh, with us, right? But I Billy, came up, Billy, in Billy, who's, who's the girl down at the bottom? Well, and she wants to sit in there. I know she <laughs> won't stop talking, yeah. and I think maybe we'll bring, we'll keep her on. Maybe she'll say something, and probably she'll have a lot to say. <laughs> uh, but thank you all, guys. Lisa, nice thank you, you for sticking with us. Alan, thank you so much. Marion, love you, you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Tony, oh, there's the mug. Uh, that looks uh, like a Popeye Earl. My wife. Nice to see you all. Good to see you all, guys. Nice thank to see you, see you all. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, bye. bye. All right. Bye. I'm going to get a oh, what about, chicken here. But what about? No, get off. <laughs> But also, oh, yeah. that, get him, get him out, Gene. Oh, Tony, Tony, did you know that? Um... <laughs> That's brilliant. Bye, Lisa. And Lisa, Lisa, Bye. I just wanted to tell you as I get down on my knee. What? Oh, uh, I lost her. Oh, look, it's Julianne. Hi. Oh, what are you doing here? I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I did that. I completely like just I don't know. It's been an interesting week and day and a half. Uh, so my brain, it's a little fuzzy. Um, but Gene, can we show, let's show a few left. Uh, sure. I just want to bring this back for Jesse. Cause I jumped in on him. I believe Jim he, would love too, Jesse. he came up with it. So I'm sure he would have loved the outcome. All right. You have a couple remaining photos yeah, here. You want to show? I think so can we show, okay. show the sketch of Fran? Oh, here's number five. I have up first. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, whatever you want to. Fran and Charlene. These are this is the Tony days. Yeah. And there is here's the sketch. Is this Kirk's sketch? Yeah, Kirk Thatcher doing all. You designed these. all of these. Look at Fran. Look at her hair. Then. Yeah, I remember he talked about this on the earlier the anniversary yeah. show. Yeah. That hairstyle. Here is. Stephen Allen. Yes, there they are at the ATPS. There's Earl in the back there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the living room behind them. And finally, here is Mary. Oh, we didn't show Marion at the workshop. Let's oh, show here her. She here she is working, talking about fixing things and repairing. Here she is fixing some, sure, some. Oh, the new spikes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Robbie. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. Well, this has been fun. So now, Julian, I think we're finished. I think we're Yay. finished. Yeah, we're done. Thanks, Julianne. Thank, uh, yeah, we're here. Wait, let's. Um, uh, wait, sorry. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Julianne. We'll see you later. <laughs> now we can give her a proper introduction. No. What? No, she's gone. Okay. She's not coming back. No problem. Uh, okay. So now let's let's bring on uh, let's bring on uh, our other folks. A part of Ethel, the amazing Ethel Phillips. Uh, we have with us our friends. Uh, should, we, should I just bring them on, Gene? Go ahead. Here is the incomparable and sexy Mr. Ricky Boyd. Hey, Ricky. Hi, everybody. Hey. And the incomparable Miss Jane Gutnick. Hey. Hey, I've seen you on another episode. Yeah, check her out. <laughs> and, uh, and the one and only... Juicy John Kennedy. Look at that. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Dance and dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, John, let's switch hats so you can okay, do the whole go. set. Okay. 
I, I have that hat somewhere. I don't know where. I couldn't find it. <laughs> By the way, you said just to mention these. This hat was you guys had a a baseball team, softball team. Yeah, and this was oh, the yeah. baseball hat from that. That's right. You, they used to play other shows that were that were taping at the same time. We didn't baseball do it. Did we do baseball good? shirt. Oh yeah, the mm -hmm. baseball shirt, right, James? I have it. I'll go get it. John, did we ever win? I never played. Actually, oh, I was afraid play? to. I didn't want to hurt my fingers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. I think they, were, they said that to us. You know, we have a softball team or baseball team, but you can't play. Did they really? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Wow. Oh, but we could. I guess it was okay for us to get injured. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, thank you guys for all being here. Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Dave Greenaway sends his regards. Um, not his cup of tea, apparently. Uh, I got a chance to just chat with him, and he's doing great. Oh, oh yeah. They spelled our name sport. wrong. A name wrong. Yeah, but this uh, is your jersey, Bill. Yes, it is. Uh, but uh, he sends his love and uh, and says hi to everybody. Uh, we were hoping to have him, you know, obviously for several characters. One being Ethel today, a part of Ethel, because uh, he was always doing everything. But he'll, you know, hoping to have him for Roy and Mr. Richfield. But um, oh, Spike, yeah, he, said, he says hello and Spike. Thank you, Julianne. Yes, Spike. Um, but um, geez, where do we start? So, so initially, maybe Ricky, maybe you could talk to this for a minute. Initially, uh, who was first? Do you recall? Do you who, do you know the lineage of Ethel inside of Ethel? I came along. I didn't come along until season three. And right. it's my, uh, somebody else can confirm this. My understanding was that Brian Henson was originally the puppet, puppeteer inside Ethel. I think. Oh, wait, and, you know what? Yeah, that would, Jane, you yeah. would know this. I, I, I think I'm so. Realizing. Yeah. yeah, Brian was first, right? Yeah, I think so. And then Kevin, maybe, Rick? I think there was swapping out. My understanding was uh, Kevin and Brian Henson and maybe maybe even Dave Greenaway, but I know oh, Dave Greenway. was doing yeah. face, so, you know, uh, they were inside the puppet, and then I think Dave Greenway may have been in there, but he, he was doing the face by the time I came along. Well, this, this is the thing, right, is that it's hard to, re to like, remember who exactly did what. I mean, there's specific, certainly specific situations, but we were just talking a little earlier how people would switch up and support each other and do eyes on this or do a thing here. And so if you guys could help me, I'd love to know in what way – at least the performance part. Um, we should we should actually sorry we should actually say so. Jane, you were the supervisor for all of the puppet ham puppet type of characters, right? So yeah. the the supporting character hand puppets, Ethel, uh, Baby, Richfield, Spike, and Richfield. That not was Spike. Richfield. Oh, not Spike. Okay, but but those were kind of your domain to oversee. All the puppets that didn't have humans in them. Well, Spike had a human. That's what I mean. So oh. Not Spike. oh, I see. I'm sorry, but what? But but you looked after Ethel. Yeah, but you know, Ethel was like a, a sort of a, a passenger in a chair. <laughs> right. She was a she was a hybrid. She wasn't really astute. She was in like inside that shell. And right. The, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was a hand puppet inside the head. Right. Right. That he did. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, Spike. But Spike was a walk around. 
Yeah, yeah, not and, so I didn't do the walk around. Got it. And so Richfield was a kind of planted puppet. So he and was also, also you know, anything right. that was like a performer is this is the puppet. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. And so and then John, mm -hmm. you you were you were like Mr. Eyes. Everybody wanted you for eyes. And Julianne too. They loved I know people wanted always wanted you to do <laughs> eyes. But um John, what was it like? How do you how do you because you're following a portion of that character in a sense. You're enhancing that performance and just thinking about the eyes. Can you talk about that when, when for example, if it's baby or, or well, Ethel had, did she have lip stuff? Ethel? She had lips too, yeah. That, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, not too much though, I don't think. Because she was a, she was a uh, well, hand knit, so. It was just a little bit here and a, a little, little bit there and there, eyes, I think. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't do it that many times. Um, uh, but as far as following along, it's just listening. I mean, mainly because of a hand puppet like that, all the gross movements, even the jaw itself yeah. is being yeah. moved by the puppeteer. So in a lot of cases, when you're doing the, the system, you're controlling the jaw too. So you can, you know, work out something together, but you're in control of that lip sync. But when it's the hand puppet and then you just have to accentuate an E or an O, or mm. it's hard. <laughs> And that it was, and I didn't do it that many times, but it was to to grasp onto that. Later, I did in Spike the same kind of thing, right. but um, uh, just just to follow along, you really got to listen and know what's coming up and know the lines for sure, because you're just accentuating the words, and if you don't know what the words are going to be, you can't do it. So, right, Julianne, did you? Is that the similar similar kind of thing as far as how do you how how do you how do you guys find that connection that you're following each other but you're also leading in a way too at times yeah it's a mind melding it's like a spock thing um <laughs> yeah you just have to hook in it's like it's like that feeling of doing really good improv where you just you have to let go of any kind of planning mm. and you just all clue in together and just flow it's it's kind of a it's a little mystical it's it's really weird it's a weird feeling so, so, and Ricky, so being kind of, in a sense, the leading this character, right? Um, the communi Can you talk about the communication, what that was like? How did you get yeah. your side of this thing? Maybe just describe that experience of. Yeah, I think it, it might be interesting to explain just what the inside of Ethel was like. Yeah. <laughs> that includes, because when I first came on, they had asked me to join to basically do the Ethel episodes and to fill in for other characters. Mm. So the first time, I'll just tell you this because it's a funny story. Yeah. Um, we The first thing I did was a read-through. It was my first read-through, first series, first everything. And I've been studying uh, Florence Stanley, who did the voice for Ethel, um, was wonderful. But yeah. I, I could mimic her pretty well. So I was really practicing my Florence Stanley voice. Yeah. And we go to the read-through, and I'm like, get out of the way, fat boy, and doing all that stuff. <laughs> and, great. you know, everybody's giving me attaboys and how great it is. Yeah, we got the right guy. Yeah. Well, they roll the puppet in at the table while we're still there, and they want me to get in there. Oh. And they open her up. Basically, it's like a if you imagine a Yoda puppet that's 10 times as large, <laughs> and they open the hood. <laughs> and there's a fiberglass seat with a car battery where your knees go, a monitor, and then the, you sit down in the seat, and they 
put Ethel on top of you. <laughs> and the nice close thing the about it, close the hood. Just close the hood. <laughs> and you put one hand as live hands that goes into her glove. Well, you so oh, she can, sorry. I'm a, I, you know, I'm actually, it's, I'm very bizarre. I'm right-handed, but I learned to puppeteer left. Oh, okay, okay. But for Ethel, I would, I would right-hand and left-hand in the thing. Because she had the little gear shift so she could drive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was a dummy. But the whole thing was motorized, could drive you around. But the nice thing was they had built these, Jane, you can explain it, some sort of big rods that go into her head because she's so heavy. So her head would just hover there. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, from you know, from uh, Bobo, and you know, it's like yeah. with, the, with the strong hand mitt, you know, that uh -huh. you would put your hand in its way, you know, kept, yeah. right. So, in that sense, they've done so much work to figure out how to take the weight off your hand. The only thing is, a puppeteer that's wonderful to keep the weight off, but when you have to turn the head or look down, you do have to fight it, particularly when she read stories to the baby. Oh, wow. yeah. And then the story, you know, <laughs> your hands were, but it was really cool. But the end of the other story, I get in, I put my hand in for the first time and I do a line like, yeah, get out of the way, fat boy. And I can't move her jaw at all. Nothing moves. <laughs> now the, the system was not plugged in. So her face couldn't move, but I couldn't open her mouth. Oh, I thought, I, they're going to send me home. <laughs> And it what? turns out, what was it? Kevin clashes there and he says, Ricky, what's wrong? <laughs> I said, I, I can't move her mouth. Well, put your hand in there. Make her mouth move. <laughs> and, I said, I can't. and we open it up and it turns out my, my hand is so chunky. Yeah. <laughs> right here, that my thumb wouldn't reach under her lower uh, thumb uh. grip. So the shot being as incredible as they were, drove us down to the shop, opened the hood, took the thumb grip out, moved it to fit my hand, and all was good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but as far as the interior, uh, I had headsets, and I could communicate with whoever. Most of the time for me, season three and four, it was Dave Greenaway. Right. And these guys may have been doing eyes. Honestly, I didn't know who was doing eyes at the, usually. But, <laughs> um, but I would be in there, and I would tape my script, fold a little script up and tape it up inside because there's all this room. As we do. The light would come from the monitor. I had a it's like a little hotel, and and it was great. But as far as the performance, because she was in a chair, the main thing was to get her positioned. She might roll in, but once she was there, she was locked. Right. So you wanted to get her positioned and fit, make sure your eyelines work. Yeah. And we would rehearse a couple of times before actually doing the take, and if there was anything specific. We would discuss it, but Dave was so intuitive that we didn't talk a lot unless just something didn't work. Right. He was so good at anticipating. I think the thing you had to be careful about as a puppeteer in one of those was not to throw them a big curve. Right. Like a big move that's totally different so that because they want to lead with the eyes. And that was the only thing I tried to be careful about. But it was a blast. I mean, could, uh, could it have been a variety of people who did her right arm? Yes, and Julianne probably did that. Uh, I know there are times when she would do something with her purse or throw her pocketbook at somebody or something like that, and someone would hide behind the chair and put their hand in her camera, well, her physical right arm. Is that why she had all those quilts, Jane, to help hide? 
things that we don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because also, you know, she had those fake legs. And, yes. you know, so, yeah, we just. What, what, what was the challenge? Sorry, John, I just want to ask Jane real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah shut up, John. Yeah, John, it's enough already. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Why don't we just yeah, take, uh, take him out, Gene? Get, get out of here. here. <laughs> no. Oh, we're just kidding. John, it's okay. No, no, don't throw the fire. <laughs> Jane, can you talk about what it was like to look after a character like this? Because this isn't a this isn't a hand puppet, right? There's a lot more to this, isn't there? No, uh well. I mean, it's a hand puppet. It's a it is, but you, I mean, not a in a traditional sense. No, but but it kind of is because the head was a regular old. I know, but but I guess what I'm saying is that it, it's 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 all this foam latex. So were there repairs? Oh. Were there, it's got mechanisms. Were there rips? Were there? Did you have to give the person inside some air? Uh, how long did they have to get out? Any of that? You no, know, uh, I I didn't do the the uh, onset air. Thing. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure people were doing that. Were they doing that, Ricky, with air and stuff, or should you just take open her up, or what did you do? Uh, I, I think they mostly just opened her up. I yeah. don't remember if there was anything specific. Her, she didn't really have hair or anything. It was mostly just making sure she looked good. Right. I think it's hard uh, maintaining her. Yeah. Um, you know, because the hand puppets, um, they don't, they don't get the. This kind of put your hands on it, take this off all the you know hands, hands. Right. So really, the maintenance, unless it was like a messy, servoy thing, would just be kind of this here, like like on hand puppets, keeping this clean. Right. And not rip because this is where you pull it off. Right. So just that that area on because they were all like off on latex. Yeah, the baby, even Richfield, you know, like got to find a nice. Way to come out right. Other than that, I mean, they, you don't really mess with it much, especially Ethel. She didn't do much, so she didn't have a lot of repair. She tried to keep her clean, you know, like this color, the paint job under here. Probably, if you watch the seasons, darker over yeah. top. Right, right, right. A bit of dirt and oil, but overall, I mean, it was, she was pretty easy to maintain because you didn't really touch her very much. But, but you have a very specific eye for things. I mean, I'm sure you were always touching, fixing, making sure it looked right, looking at right yeah. as part of it, looking at the monitor, seeing you know, what about her though? She's dark in color, mm -hmm. a lot of wrinkles. Um, you know, she wasn't as pristine like trying to look after Piggy or the baby was like pink. Right. You know, dark. She was very forgiving. So yeah. so keeping her maintained was not not a big not a big deal. Right. She was John John, you had something you wanted to say now? I'd like to say something now. What? Uh, I, there was one more element of of Ethel. Oh, what happened? Oh. <laughs> so it was really great when that happened. You know? when, that, when that would come together, you'd know and everybody loved it. That's great, John. Thanks. Thanks. And, um, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Huh? Seriously. Huh? Come on. Oh. Tell us. Uh, she had that battery inside and she had a remote control mm -hmm. and that freaked me out that I had to sometimes do that remote control because she would come into the room oh, on yeah. wheels oh and, yeah. and I would and and I would 
Kevin asked me, you know, do the do the wheels, do roller in with the remote control, and I went, uh, uh. <laughs> and he went, you gotta want to do this. You gotta want to do it. Oh, okay, I want to do it. <laughs> and I rolled it up on the side of the doorway coming in <laughs> the first time. Yeah. I kind of broke some of the doorway. I'm like, oh. No, no she was totally motorized. Yeah. And the funny thing was, that would make me sick. I, oh. When you're watching the monitor and moving, I would close my eyes until she parked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't throw up before I went. Oh my God. There's a lot of throwing up in that show. Julian, yeah. Well, Julian, do you have um, any. No, like I, never, I didn't throw up during the show. Monica. <laughs> what? Not even while you were performing Monica. What? No, that was a lot of crying and screaming. But oh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that on Monica. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but is there anything like specific that you just I don't know something fun you remember about something you did with Ethel or that I don't know a scene you thought was just I don't know is there anything you could talk just about in general she always made me laugh she was one of my favorites um, but I really loved the episode um, Last Temptation of Ethel when she went to heaven and it was at that Monty Python afterlife yes that that was my favorite. Yeah. Is that the one where she hits Earl in the face with a shovel? Wasn't there one? Know. She just uh, when she because they bury her. Don't, is that when they bury her? Yeah, they bury her. Yeah. Is that the one? I think yeah. that was before me. I remember the episode watching it, but I think that was probably season one or two. No, when we buried her, I don't know. I thought that really because <clears throat> there oh. was. <clears throat> oh, sorry, I can't remember now. Yeah. There was. I was just remembering there was a. I think it was that same episode or something, but it was, she hits Earl in the face with a shovel. It's like a close up of him. And we we're rehearsing it and Kevin was going to do the shovel. And I don't have the head on. I'm just in my, you know, I'm in the body and I'm standing there and he hit me in the face with the shovel. <laughs> a real shovel? It was a rubber one, but it hurt, okay. you know? Damn, he hit me right in the face with it. <laughs> Man. Look, can we talk about Dave Greenaway? Uh, a little more like what I know, um, uh, you know, I mean, I wish, I wish, I wish I could get him on here because he's such a unique person. Uh, it sounds remember. like you're building up for a surprise, but unfortunately, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish, but go ahead. Sorry. Somebody, I just say, I, when I think of Dave, I always think of his posture and his big giant coffee cup. He had <laughs> oh, a huge yeah. cappuccino cup that he would carry around. <laughs> And, and he was just very easygoing and quiet, and uh, he was he was like a Zen master at what he did. Yeah. But it was just funny too. It was a very funny Earth. kind of dry British humor. Yeah. And I would say, "Why is this so hard, Dave?" He said, "Because you're being paid." <laughs> <laughs> say, Dave, why is this so hard? And because and he had the magic paid. thumb. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. His little like yeah. ET thumb. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it, but oh, it like double jointed or something. Yeah, no, like it was gone, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. Oh, he lost the it. top was missing. Yeah, I never found out what happened. What actually? He, happened. he used to put a little smiley face and eyes on it, <laughs> or and then and then he had a little extension for his thumb grip, right, John? Didn't he have yeah. Like a, yeah. an extension? Yeah. He was amazing. He still is. Yeah. He's doing uh, all kinds of right uh, artwork and Jane. Right, did, Jane? Did you tell me about? Yeah, no, no, no. he's um, doing proper like painting and sculpture through a gallery in England. 
Mm. Uh, I tried to look it up again last night. I couldn't find it, but I'm somewhere. Yeah. Wow. He's really good. Yeah. He writes great poetry. I have a whole I have a whole box of his poetry. Oh wow. He's amazing. The first time I met Dave Greenaway, he was a and a very slender guy, very much in shape, handsome, long hair. He was like Jesus, you know. <laughs> and the first time I met him was at Brian's house and Brian's uh, ex-wife Ellis Flight, who was a clothing designer. He was trying on her designs <laughs> for, for her, and it was just, just it was just no, it was very natural. We were just talking, you know, and he had a dress on, and you know, we just that's the first time I met him. <laughs> I think, Gene, are we? I think we're. Uh, I think. Any we last to... questions for this group here, gang? Yeah, viewers. Let's uh, before we have to shove off. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's look up some other. Uh, so hard to scroll through some of these. Uh, oh, here. Just to remind people, the show's coming to Disney Plus at the end of the month, January 29th. Yes, the full series. Here's a, Ricky, I was watching Animal Jam two nights ago. Oh, my goodness. I didn't John, know you did that too, right? I'm a jammer, yeah. Juliana, are you a jammer? No. Nope. All right. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know it was still on. That's cool. That was a lot of fun and a fun show. This girl, Christina Beretta, says it's so great to have Jane on. <laughs> you know, Christina, we have another episode. You should check it out. Yeah, we have two other episodes. We have a double. Two, a two-parter, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Christina wants to know where Julie is, John. Apparently, we're just having a conversation about. <laughs> what do you like oh, in your tea? She's in the other room. She's done room. <laughs> Taking a nap. I don't know. <laughs> Marshall has a probing question. Yeah. Came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, and then well, let's ask each person. Julianne? Egg. Egg, John? Chicken. Chicken, Jane? Chicken. Chicken, Ricky? Uh, chicken. Marshall, there's your answer. Yep, and Christina <laughs> apparently knows that Julianne's here as well. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, oh, Jane. Any. Uh, any memories oh. of Curly? Mm. Can you tell? Can you just briefly tell for people who don't know out there who you know, Curly? She passed, away, she passed away yesterday. You know that, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, Curly bad day yesterday. Huh? Yesterday, yes, bad day, bad day yesterday. Curly and our uncle. Our uncle Harry passed away yesterday. Mm. Well, yeah. um, Curly ran. Curly had. I don't want to. I won't take long. It's the uh, Curly oh, had worked with Jim doing some puppeteering and, you know, earlier before she, she got into the workshop, she kind of went way back and I think Bill Baird and a whole bunch of stuff, but eventually she became the head of the uh, Muppet workshop and she was, uh, I just want to condense this. Um, it's okay. Just don't worry about it. Just she wasn't just like a kind of a mouthpiece for Jim's vision or like the, the person who, who, um, expedited Don Celine drawings. Ah. You know, she was like her own visionary design person, although she wasn't designing per se that, you know, there was Michael Frith and various art directors, but she, she had her own kind of input into everything that happened in there. Mm. And she trained everybody um, actually even officially, like there would used to be like a Muppet university called Muppet U and new, new people that came, she would do a four week, workshop with them and teach them all like the tricks of how to properly make Muppets and, and wow. the core the core ideas of, you know, 
eye focus, how to make a mouth curve, you know. She, um, but she was always innovating. She was an amazing pattern maker. She could make an entire Sesame Street cow pattern with only one piece. <laughs> now, not everybody's going to understand how amazing that is, but right. like, like a Sesame Street horse, instead of having, you know, the leg and the, you know, it would be one piece of paper that you would like pinch it and fold it like one piece. Anyway, she was wow. um, extremely innovative. She was very collaborative, but also feisty about what she thought was the right way to do stuff. Uh -huh. But she would do weird stuff. Like she lived upstate in this really pretty house on the, she'd come back from the weekend and she'd have like 10 different kinds of poop from different animals that, that were on her property and she <laughs> them on the table. We all had to like had to explain rabbit <laughs> here. You know, different kinds of poop in little pot, little Ziploc bags. Oh my gosh! And then sometimes she would find like dead birds on her property, and she would bring them in and leave them in the freezer. So, like, if anybody had to build a bird puppet, she'd take that out of the freezer, and she, we'd look at the skeleton, like she'd put it wow. out. Wow! Wow! I mean, you know, she was like a like a just a wackadoodle, you know? Wow! Amazing. And, uh, Did she ever tell you to put the lotion on your skin? <laughs> 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 Put the now, lotion know, in the she, basket. She was she was a wacky in that kind of way that Cosby Doctors also was. Like they were from this traditional puppet that, that kind of she's old school, but also very I can't. I don't know. She would just anyway, she's she was like technically very, very smart, but also just knew about art and music. You know, she was like a full cultural package, you know. Did she what did when did she kind of Kind of retire you know it's weird because she retired not she wasn't old when she retired she retired uh -huh. kind of just at like on the spur of the moment it wasn't like oh it's time you know i'm past whatever she just one day started to do other stuff and she right. just retired right. Kind of right you know when things were going great she wasn't like it was because of something that she, right. she just wanted to have a bigger life you know yeah she did it. She did it all as far as Muppets, I guess, and reached a point where she thought, you know what, I'm going to keep living and do some other things. I do think that some of the some of the newer thing places we were heading with with the stuff in England wasn't uh -huh. as much her cup of tea. Right. So she was very passionate about about puppets. Yeah. So this stuff like Dark Crystal and things like that, I think they weren't as much her thing. And uh -huh. I. I think maybe that had something to do with her wanting to do other things, but I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, I really don't know. Right. She just kind of left right in the middle of her vibrancy and top of her game. And she, on her. she was amazing. I'm so blessed to have met her. It's wonderful. Oh, Jane. Awesome. Jane, you have a proposal. Uh, oh, Jane's getting married. Our friend Sherwin. You'd have to move to Trinidad and Tobago, but oh, really? um, which one? Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Which isn't it both? <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago, isn't it? The two together? I, I don't know. That's, that's okay. So uh, we should mention that uh, you folks are going to come back, thankfully. You're going to come back for some other shows that we have this month. Um, so we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for coming and doing this, and thank you for doing the next uh, few that you'll be in. Uh, it was great. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was good to see everybody. Ellie, who's, who's, the, who's the girl to your. Girl? I don't know. Just, just say thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you, John, Jane, Ricky, and. Um, oh, what's her name? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, it's written there. It's written there. Julian. Oh. Julian Buesh. Buesh. Buesker. <laughs> Trinidad. I get that. You have to go to Trinidad, not to. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll see you Thanks. soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, there goes John. <laughs> next, who's going next? Who's going to be? Jane. Oh, Jane. Now who? Who's going to disappear? Mm -hmm. Hold on, Ricky. Huh? Julia? Hey. Oh, let's just God. let her stay here. I'll just stay with him. Let's stay. Let's thank everybody. Julian, you mind staying with us until we say goodbye? Sure. Just stay with us. Hey, <laughs> real quick though, we never did our business. Um, oh, don't do that. I'm, on I'm gonna do my business. <laughs> Not on me. <laughs> go to BerettaBrothers.com. Tell them, Julianne. Yeah. What? Yes. Tell them they need to go to where they go. Uh, to BerettaBrothers.com. Yeah, and this is every, look a new graphic. You can yeah, subscribe you right up there at the top where the pink is, and you can join our mailing list down there where the green is. See how, my, how easy I made it for you guys? Have you is done that, Julianne? Yeah, and get press what? the button for You're, notifications. And... I'm not hearing your audio. What? <laughs> I hear. Oh my God. My audio is cutting out. Oh, your thing cut out. But uh, Julianne, have you subscribed? Yes. Okay. Good. All right. And it's a party all month, every Sunday, a dinosaur yeah. party. Yay. We'll Yay. Thank you, Julianne. And Yay. thank you, everybody. I don't want to go yet. Uh, you know what? I just, I just kind of show you something real quick before we go. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Yeah, that's my girl. Dinosaurs. That's a cocktail. That's a prehistoric <laughs> cocktail. Dinosaurs. And you know who makes a good dinosaur? Who? Dinosaur. Thanks for listening. We are a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode. Just go to the BerettaBrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A Brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us. And we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you.